A Syracuse Sports Center starts now. Good morning, I'm Joe's Tales. He held up the number two like he was on mic two, so I turned it on. He was on mic three. And it says, this guy's gone. He's the, gone. The, the, mic, gone. the mic says three right on it. That has a ring to it, the Neil and Pauly show. <laughs> Go. Ah, the Yankees lose to the Red Sox 11 to 6. John Carlos blasted a grand slam. To put the Yankees ahead in the fourth, but the Yankee bullpen could not hang on, allowing seven runs the rest of the way. Mookie Betts went four for five with five RBI as the Red Sox clinched their third straight AL East title. The Mets beat the Nationals five to four in 12 innings. Jay Bruce and Michael Conforto both homered and both knocked in a pair of runs. Jose Lobatone drove in the game-winning run on a sack fly in the 12th. In the NFL, the Browns won their first game in 635 days, beating the Jets 21-17. Cleveland was led by number one overall pick Baker Mayfield, who entered the game in the second quarter after starter Tyrod Taylor left the game with an injury. And tomorrow afternoon, the Orange will go for its first 4-0 star since 1991. <laughs> Josh just turned TVs on in the studio with the volume up. Look what happens when you take his seat away from him. He's lost. He's he like could, a child. He could not not touch the TV. He's sick. winking at my wife. He's the, it's unbelievable. He Our, can't keep his hands to himself. He can't. He doesn't know what to do. Coverage gets underway 1 o'clock tomorrow. With the Romano Subaru pregame show at Shaughnessy's in the Marriott Syracuse downtown on ESPN Radio Syracuse. And Joe Salzone, the Daniel Baldwin Show starts now. Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to the Daniel Baldwin Show. This is Anthony Munoz, and you're listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN. Hi, this is Bruce Smith, and you're listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hi, this is Cornelius Bennett, and you're listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show here on ESPN. Jim Kelly, you're listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is Chris Berman, a.k.a. The Swami. I am predicting that you are listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Dean Kane. You're listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio, and so am I. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Werewolves of Salve? Wow. Well, we have a huge show coming today. I mean, huge. This is a, you want to end your week with a show like this. Now, is this like Ron Jeremy huge or? Wow. Oh, I, listen, I know Ron Jeremy. He's got nothing on me. Oh, geez. Nothing. Nothing. I've got in studio, uh, as usual, K-Rock Josh, the Neil. legendary morning host. Neil, thank you. Um, and we've got uh, Paulie the Mole. And of course, Ooh. my beautiful, sexy, super intelligent wife. Oh my, get a room. Throbbing, <laughs> throbbing Robin Baldwin is wow. here. Now, wow. Wow. And, and later, and later, I will tell you, there will be three Baldwins in, st- in studio and one on the phone, supposedly. So we will have four Baldwins as the show cuts national, as we guessed with uh, simulcasting with uh, the Lebetard show later on at 10.30. But we bring Robin in today because a lot of people don't realize if you haven't been listening, which I'm sure is an impossibility. <laughs> um, 
Robin is a medical intuitive. Um, one of the things that really intrigued me early in our relationship was the fact that Robin has this ability to sometimes just look at someone and say, hey, what's going on with and tell what's wrong with them or what they need or what they don't need. So last week, Robin said to me, mm, I didn't like the way Josh looked. No. And I said, well, nobody does. I said, okay. Well, what, what <laughs> Stevie you, Wonder doesn't like the way Josh looks. Well, I see it well, different, though, well, than most people. Well, to, to differentiate, when she says that, I know now to say, like he's in trouble, you don't like the way, or she thinks you dress lousy, you know. Mm-hmm. So she goes, "No, I need to speak to him." So when she says she needs to speak to him, I'm just going to tell you, I go, "Okay," you know, when, yeah. it, when it's me. So then Josh, um, who who at times in his life can be anxious. Oh, I'm a little anxious. Yeah, okay. I'm, a, I'm really anxious person. Um, we we divulged this on the show yesterday that Robin has uh, is putting down the gauntlet that she's going to step in now and intervene. So Josh has brought with him. Some of the supplements that he takes, along with the fact that he eats fast food multiple times a day? Not a day, but a week, yes, and multiple. usually end the day with some alcohol. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn this over to Robin, and Robin is going to discuss now with Josh exactly the terms and conditions of the new agreement. Oh, Go ahead, boy. Rob. Take All right, it. Josh, we have work to do. Can you at least tell me what you see? Like, what do you see when you... Oh, is that a pig? All right, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I know the word I you see, use. Okay, I see that your liver is struggling. Oh, oh it so is. <laughs> it is. It is struggling. Yeah. It is. Like, this is serious. It, it is. I know that... Um, he drinks like a fish. I, of course it's struggling. Well, well, you a lot said, of it is you, his food intake. He's you said... the wrong things. You said... Taking the wrong supplements. If you want to know the word, so you get, so you yeah. get the behind the scenes actual... I see sludge running through his body. That's yeah, what you said. That. Yeah, I did. I did say and that. And I would agree with that. Okay. My liver has medicine, has a Lexapro that goes through it. It's got booze that goes through it. It's a disaster down there. Well, your liver can't. Yeah, <laughs> the liver does a lot of things, though. Your a lot of your hormone changes have happen in your liver. So okay. this will affect everything. It'll affect your brain function. There's a whole loop um, from your hypothalamus and pituitary all the way through your adrenal glands, your kidneys, your liver. It just goes through this big loop. Mm-hmm. And when you disrupt that loop with sludge, then nothing works right. All right, well, so we're gonna, I want, we're I want things to work right, Robin. Okay, good. So we're going to start immediately. With your, get, we're going to start get, with your supplements that you brought. I can still get boners if I want that to go on the record that I can still. Okay. Yeah, we know that. Know. We know that. <laughs> but, being, but being alone in the bathroom late at night doesn't really count. Ah, right. Just a boner right. full okay. of sludge. <laughs> okay, so, so I can see you're trying to actually help yourself because you do have some supplements. I do, yes. Yes. Um, some of them are kind of dissolving in <laughs> water. <clears throat> I have vitamin. So I take a vitamin C because I want to protect myself from people sick around me. Well, okay. now, let's okay, show so, him what you did with that, though, Robin. Show him. Okay, so, so I, not, I took hold your. It up. I, there you go. I took um, his multivitamin. I stuck it in just a glass of water. You can mm-hmm. actually put a little bit of. Um, it's a tablet, mm-hmm. which is one of the first it, things that alarms me. First of all, and it's also man-made. It's in a plastic container. Um, it has folate, not methylfolate, in it. It's got the wrong type of B12. But you're trying, which is good. But I would rather you try with real food. But these didn't really... It's the coating that's making it orange. Yeah. It turned the water into a glass of tang. You still have your your vitamin, so... That's not going anywhere is what you're saying. It's not really helping you. Okay. In fact, some supplements might be actually harming you. Okay. People are trying to help themselves. Like, you're you're taking the wrong type of magnesium. You're trying. Yeah. But So, a lot of people don't realize that if you Google what type of magnesium should I take, there's a whole bunch of different kinds... Okay. To take and really, there's um, there's I take magnesium glycinate and I take magnesium malate, but I I know what I want to do for my body. You mm-hmm. have to look at what you want to do for your body. So I would say, 
um, if you want to affect like your your brain function, three and eight is the only one that actually um, can absorb into the brain okay. and make a significant change in magnesium in your brain. Magnesium does over 300 functions in your body. So we have to Google and find out which magnesium is the best for yes, you. Yes, yes. But the main thing that you need to do, you really need to do this. This is where it comes in as a medical intuitive thing because it comes in my head and out my mouth mm-hmm. is you have to clean up your eating. Okay. You don't, have, don't worry about the alcohol part quite yet. You can just yes. cut, cut back on it. I'm not going to like give you more anxiety. Yeah, she's not condoning your alcoholism, by yeah, the way. But you're eating in all seriousness. <laughs> you needs to clean up. It needs to clean up so seriously at this point that I'm willing to come over to your house and go through your cupboards and clean them out. And oh, help, you and don't want to see what's in my cupboards. No, no, no. I want to help you. I do. I all right. So what, like, what, what would I eat in a day? What, what, do, what do you eat? What do you eat it's in a, a day? Dis- or do you want to know what you should eat in a day? I'm a, I don't want to tell you what I eat in a day. You know, what he only I eat? eats once a day. It's disgusting. He gets mad at me because I eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. He eats one big I sloppy eat huge, giant lunch, and that's all I eat. Okay, so your body is like a car, uh-huh. and you're running your car on really unhealthy, I'm sure, fuel, just one big giant jolt of it. So uh-huh. how is your car going to drive steadily through the entire day? You make a valid point. <laughs> she makes a valid point. Yeah, you can't put like you know a candy bar in your car and expect it to run properly. Does it count if the car's a jalopy? I mean, yeah. does, it, does it matter what <laughs> no, that car no, looks no. like? It, cars all. We want you, you know. to be a sleek Ferrari. Yeah. Uh, I hope he gets rear-ended. Oh, <laughs> so give me Polly. A... Polly, where's the love? Yeah, yeah, ne- this is never. Polly. That he said he's phase two. We're gonna get okay. there. Give me a, give me a rundown of what a good day. Like, do you make a Daniel eat this stuff that you're gonna tell me to eat? I try. Daniel is Daniel. I try. I do. Sometimes he, he, does. A lot better. he does. You're way better than you used to be. When yes. I first met him, I was doing gigantic fruit shakes and vegetables yeah, and, and a lot of living food. Can I have the double mac and cheese oh, with yes, extra bacon? My man. Yeah, right. I wanted to kill him. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Go, Are you really going to order extra bacon on top of a double order? I yeah. went, yes, I, I go, have. Of course, I have a no brainer. Yeah, Eat the whole thing. Some hot sauce. Yeah, meanwhile. There What's you. a good breakfast? Um, a humongous giant fruit shake. Yeah, but I've also heard that you need to have fiber because Steve Jobs used to have those big shakes and then he died of pancreatic cancer. Fiber is in your fruit. Yeah, dummy. But fruit, if you shake fruit is fiber. But if you fruit juice it No, you're not juicing it. No, you're not it. juicing oh. it. Uh-huh. You use a Vitamix, uh-huh. which which then it takes it down to the cellular level. It, uh-huh. it it breaks up. You can even some of the fruits you can don't even have to peel them. You can throw the whole husk and everything, it disintegrates it. So do you have do you have stomach problems? I have ulcerative colitis. Oh, okay. So all of this goes together. Okay. So you have inflammation. Yeah. Your your Inflamed. I'm definitely inflamed. Sluggish and He's inflamed. That's why he doesn't want you to go in his closets. <laughs> okay, so I, when I say a gigantic fruit shake, I mean like a huge giant fruit shake. And I'll and I can tell you what you need to put in All there. Right. Or you can have um, watermelon, like a big thing of watermelon, but don't mix melons with other fruits because they ferment different in your stomach. All so right. when you have fruit, you don't need stomach acid mm-hmm. like you do for breads and grains mm-hmm. and and meat and things like that to digest it. So your stomach's actually going to calm down a lot. Okay. So there's breakfast. And Giant, then, yeah. And then what's can, the lunch? Can I, can I make yeah. a suggestion? Yeah, can I make a suggestion? Ready for I think milk. I think he is very similar to me. And what you do did very well for me was you wrote him out some options yes. to have for breakfast and to have for lunch and to have for dinner. You need to give him a diet plan. Yes. And, and, and that's going to be real for him. And here's what I'm going to tell you, which is the reality of it. Did I 100% say, did I every once in a while, but of course I did. This is a whole new, but if you can stay to the plan she writes you with two or three options for breakfast and you rotate them whenever you want and two or three, and you stay close to that, 
You'll see also in the proportion thing at lunch, if you keep drinking that big shake in the morning, mm-hmm. suddenly you won't be able to. And the other thing that she hasn't mentioned yet that was imperative is your water intake. Oh, I drink a ton of water. I drink... Okay. Okay, so right, I'm going to tell cool. you one thing about the water. 128 ounces of water okay. probably by noon. But water, water also, think about this logically. A couple of things. One of them is water isn't alive. Okay. So we want to we want to consume living... Everything, living foods. Okay. So you want to take and squeeze an orange in your water, squeeze lemon in your water. You want to make it alive. You want to put cucumbers in your water. If you do these giant fruit shakes, you're not going to be so thirsty and need so much water because there's a lot of living water in your fruit. All right. I'm down. So if it doesn't have a big thick peel on it, you need to buy organic. If you what need- other stuff have you learned from this? Should I be taking fish oil? Um I don't know why I take it. I just take it. Yeah, well, you know what? Good. We just have to get you better brands of some of these. Yeah, you use <laughs> Top Care. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Yeah, he goes. Well, you, we want. We're trying. We're trying to. You can heal hurt your, your body. back. You have to bend over flax so far seed, on the shelves to find flax it. Seed, <laughs> flax seed. is a really good form of omega three. Okay. Okay. The other thing that's really important for everybody, especially children that have like ADHD and things like that, is your omega three intake. Mm-hmm. People that eat a lot of fast food, mm-hmm. that might be you. Oh, it's absolutely um, me. Anything yeah. that's boxed, cereals, boxed processed foods, um, pasta, pizza, yeah. that's high in omega-6. So it's throwing your ratios way, 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 way off. Uh-oh. Even even nuts, a lot of them are high All in right. omega-6. So you need to add flaxseed is omega-3, salmon's omega-3. Okay, so... We're gonna make the list. We're yes. gonna move. We're, we're gonna move forward. We have just only only like a minute left. But I, need, I know I need a whole show. An, another another thing that has fallen into Robin's lap, and and that I've learned from her is, you know, she would say things to me like, "Don't say that because you don't want to put that out into the universe when you say those words so, uh, on anything in my life." Now, I believe there's a bit of a scolding that needs to take place here on the show because it's about the fourth or fifth time now a major negative comment has come out of Paulie's mouth about me, my family, or the show. I so, have never. Besmirched your family, just you. Oh. <laughs> did, well, did, was there anything? Was there anything that you wanted to tell Polly, honey? Well, I just first of all, um, anything that people say out into the universe, they don't realize that they're actually. It's almost like saying a prayer and asking for something. When you say it and speak it out into the universe, you're sending it out there. It's words have meaning. Um, you can create things just by saying them. That's why words of affirmation are so important. You're the most amazing. You're awesome. You're smart. You're intelligent. You're handsome. So when you say things like, oh, well, the better Baldwin needed to call, it's kind of <laughs> still really negative. Did I sound just like you when I said that? She has the man voice. Yeah, that's my man voice. Yeah. I mean, so, it's so things. It so, is. It's so you want to change. You don't want to say, you're an ugly sled dog loser. Yeah. You, you can say, I can say, wow, Paul, you're a really handsome sled dog loser. <laughs> Not exactly. Not exactly. I, Darn it. I, I, it's yeah. Radio is a different animal. and I You're think, looking for attention. No, I just think that nobody wants to hear us tug each other on the air. Forrest. Well, you, just don't okay, say, hang on. If, we're we're going to go to break. Forrest, go open the gate and let Billy and Jane in. Go open the gate and let Billy and Jane in. We'll be right back. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now, and we're back on the big show. So it was great to hear from Robin telling us uh, all about why um, K-Rock Josh is probably going to die. But in the studio right now, uh, our celebrity guest, and I am very, very happy and proud to say that my brother Billy Baldwin is here on the big show. Billy, what's happening? What's happening, people? Glad to be here. My, My maiden voyage here on the Daniel Baldwin Show. Looking forward to it. So you're up uh, in Canada shooting this TV series. How's that going? 
Good. We wrapped a couple of days ago. I drove down last night. We're about two hours north of Toronto in a little town outside of Muskoka. A lot of people know the Muskoka is kind of the Hamptons. Yeah, of, the cottages of, up of there. Toronto, the Lake Cottage region. Right. And we're in a little town. Uh, we want to put a little hockey spin on it. It's the hometown of Bobby Orr. It's called Parry Sound on Northern Ontario. They got the the Bobby Orr Museum up there. This uh, deli, the Orr family, is a deli. It's a town called Orville. Right there. <clears throat> and I met him. I met him. I met, we were in a restaurant. And he came in. He was having his annual golf outing. He was up from Boston and they were having their annual golf outing. And uh, I got a chance to be. He looked great. Early 70s. Yeah. I he, remember that guy was a big star and the big star oh in the God. NHL when he was 20. Boston Bruins. No, he was. I mean, you, very rare that you could say who were the top three defensemen in a sport right now. And 45, 50 years later, he would still be in the. T- he probably would be number one. Dennis Potvin, him, and I don't know. And maybe Paul Coffey. And you could add, I don't know hockey well enough to know who to add to that list. Nikki Fatio? <laughs> Do you remember Nikki? Vinny Barbarina, did he play for the... Nick, Nick Fatio played for the Rangers. He could barely skate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He couldn't shoot. He couldn't do anything. But he was like, he was huge. And whenever the game started getting out of hand, they send Nicky out. And, the, and he'd be, he wouldn't be on the ice for 30 seconds. And he'd just pounce, start pounding. So he was a great fighter. So, a so they goon. sent him out as a thug. He was a goon. Yeah. And I used to love when Nicky would come on the ice. We'd all go, here it comes! Someone's jersey's going over their head. What's the dude's name that was the the uh, with the Broad Street Street Bullies, the big uh, the big bully on uh, on the on the Flyers in the seventies? Oh, uh, uh, I know who you're talking about. Um, with an L. Uh, People, look it up. Uh, All right, we're gonna get it right now. But the big fighter on the on the Flyers. I did a movie once, right? And the guy, it was about a group of white supremacists, and the guy was recruited. But one of those groups out in like it's a family in, film. Northeastern Washington, up near in northern Idaho, and they 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 recruited this guy for as a, a film that I did with Peter Gallagher and, and Kelly Lynch, and they recruited this guy out of the ghettos of Philadelphia, and he was a big <clears throat> he was a big um, Flyers fan, <clears throat> and I called up the Flyers, and they they called up this player whose name I'm blank blanking on right Dave now, Dave Schultz. 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 So I called up Schultz, I got him on the phone, and he 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 uh, <clears throat> FedExed me. His jersey, one of his game-worn jerseys, and it had blood all over it, still dried into it. He said, do not wash this. Do not dry clean this. I'm like, all right. And I wore it in the show. His game jersey with blood stains all over it. How awesome is wow. that? Wow. Dave, Dave, I'm sorry. Legend, total legend, icon. For, you know, not known for his stick-handling prowess. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I'm glad there was an L in his name because I said it begins with an L. Oh, Al Schultz. Yeah. Yeah. Lefty Schultz. By the way, we just talked about hockey for two straight minutes. I can't have that two minutes back. I can't. No, That's you can't ever have it back again. So, so it's the purge. No, no, this is called Northern Rescue. Uh, so, what's purge? Your tea's talking about. Yeah, I'm doing. Keep up, pay attention. I'm on five different shows right now. Okay? <laughs> wow. You want me to mention them all? You don't even know that. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm on, on the Daniel Baldwin show. I'm on. Yeah, and I'm a guest on the Daniel. Baldwin <laughs> That's right. And I'm not getting paid, by the way. You're not getting paid, but your so stock doing, just went way up. My, I'm doing MacGyver for CBS. I'm doing uh, Too Old to Die Young for Amazon. I'm doing The Purge for uh, USA Sci-Fi. And I'm doing Insatiable for Netflix. And this show, Northern Rescue, I'm producing and starring for Netflix. Well, so. no, Two no. on Netflix, one on Amazon, well, see, I one can on see... USA, one on CBS. Okay, I got that. You're huge. And you can have your radio show. <laughs> You're huge. So, so, Big in Japan. But my, but my, uh, my knowledge of this was, yes, you could do two on Netflix. How are you getting away... With the other networks, with your contracts, allowing you to do competitive shows, or are they are you recurring and you're not considered a contract player? You know what I'm saying? Like, like when I was on a TV show, you couldn't go to another network and do a show. They would say, "No, you're not allowed to do that." So, is it? I can. 
Yeah. Wow. That's it's just big screen Billy. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, I'm going to remind you um, of one of my favorite stories of uh, where where you got to see my brother Billy ap- absolutely become seven years old again, and so. Um, Billy, I had played for a number of years in Magic Johnson's Celebrity Golf Tournament. And I said to Billy, do you want to come play in this tournament? He goes, yeah. So we get there and we're, you know, toting our clubs up and there's Magic with all the, the sea of, you know, uh, of uh, reporters and stuff around him at Riviera Country Club. And I said, come on, we'll go say hi. And so we, we ducked in and I said, hey, Magic. And he looks up and he sees me and he kind of smiles and he looks at Billy and he goes, big screen Billy Baldwin. And he stood up and came over and gave us each a hug. And then he sat back down and just thing. We walked away. And we take about five steps away. We get away from the reporters a little bit. And Billy goes, wow, Magic Johnson just called me big screen, Billy. And he said, he said it with like a child's smile on. Like, I mean, because he's so iconic and he's such a, you know, uh, was such a big thing in our lives watching those great yeah. Laker um, Celtic rivalries. And you know, it was, it was said, just, I'll up? never forget your face. He said, what's up, big screen? Yeah, what's up, big screen? <clears throat> no, he didn't. He said, big screen. But later Billy on, he Baldwin. did. He's yeah, later on a couple of times when I see yeah. him. All right, we're going to go to break, and we'll be back with uh, with a national feed. Come on. I'm so excited. It's time for... Uh, um, I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control, and I just can't... Uh, um. So what? It's unlistenable radio. <laughs> you understand the me? Daniel Baldwin Show. Daniel Baldwin Show is brought to you by Cam's Pizzeria. Get out there, get your chicken bacon ranch pizza as soon as you can. Where's Big Tony? We have seen Big Tony. I haven't gotten free food in a while. Oh, I got to turn Josh's mic on. Who cares what you got to say? Go ahead. So we got a so what going. Billy's going to play his first round of so what. Josh, take us home. The Cleveland Browns have won their first game in 635 days. They won it at home against the Jets, but barely 21 to 17. Well, I'm going to tell you that um, when you. When you look at the possible scenarios by which this kid comes into the league, and if you want to check the time code on my tweet last night, they're down by 14. Um, They're not looking very good. Tyrod gets hurt, and I tweet, here comes Baker. Now, you don't say here comes Baker because you're you're anticipating that it's going to be bad. He takes them to the promised land, wins their first game. This is the anointing of this kid's career, and what a way to come out the gate. And I also picked them by three, and they won by four. Ah. <laughs> not a so what. Not a so what for me. It's not a so what for me either, because you know every time something huge and record-setting and, and streak-ending happens, it either happens to the Mets or the Jets. <laughs> and for the last 30 years, I've been, 40 years, I've been like bleeding. You know, I remember one time, remember when Timmy Davey worked for the Jets? Yeah. And Timmy had a job in the front office with the Jets, and... They were in the playoffs in the postseason. They were winning twenty to ten, uh, with at the two minute warning against the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. The Freeman McNeil, mm-hmm. uh, Kenny O'Brien, maybe it was Richard. I don't think it was. It might have been Richard Todd, and Joe Walton was the coach. And they gave him. They took him to the playoffs. They were in the game. I think before the AFC Championship, they were twenty to ten at the two minute warning. Cleveland scores two quick touchdowns at the two minute warning to win twenty four twenty, and they give Joe Walton. Like a three-year contract extension, which those next he got. I think I believe he got fired in the middle of that. But um, it, it just I'm just so tired of watching. Like when Columbia University like finally broke their streak of losing 700 games in a row. I think they beat the Jets. 
They must have beat the Jets. It had to have happened to the Jets because it's either the Jets yeah. or the Mets. I'm sorry. How did the free beer go in Cleveland last night? Because it went off. They they unlocked all the free beer coolers. If you don't know what that is, Billy, they had a bunch of uh, Bud Light coolers in Cleveland that were going to automatically unlock and give you free beer the next time the Cleveland won. And so they unlocked yeah, so Bud, Bud, no, it wasn't just me. It was in bars because they yeah. didn't want to consume. So in like 15, 20 bars were 550 cold cans with a lock on them in the bar that were sponsored by Bud Light. So when if Cleveland won their first game, the bartender unlocks it and there's 550 free beers for everybody in the bar to drink mm-hmm. on Bud Light for them finally winning a game. So that got unlocked last night too. Not so cool. what? Not, not so, so what? That's a big deal. Now big the big deal. stat about this was that the, the Browns have not won in 635 days, but... The last time they won on a Sunday, so before this 635, that was a Monday night football game. Right. The Cleveland Browns have not won a Sunday football game in the NFL since December 13th, 2015. So what? So what? <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. All right. So, so what? I, I didn't even let you finish, though. I cut you off. I I like, the, beers oh, are empty. the beers are empty. That's the beauty of so what? Isaiah Cromwell, running back for the Jets, has been fined for doing a touchdown celebration where he pretended the football was a roll of toilet paper. And he wiped his ass with the football. I, I heard he got penalized in the game for doing it, for doing a lewd act in his celebration. Mm-hmm. Not so what for me. I, you know, I like the celebrations. I think they need to express themselves. You cross a line certain times when you know Terrell Owens pulls out a sharpie out of his sock and starts signing the football. I thought team. that was. I thought that was. Yeah, brilliant. but you know, it's, that's not lewd or disgusting. To no, do. but but that, that's a level of like. There's a certain way in which you have to respect the game. I used to love the Billy White Shoes Johnson stuff like yeah. that. You know, you know, let them express themselves. But there's a certain line that you shouldn't cross. I love when they they all get into a huddle and they blow and they it up and dance. they all fall down yeah, like yeah, they, yeah. like 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 bowling pins and stuff like yeah, that. I love the that Smurfs. Kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, I think that. Uh, uh, the next will be the guy reaches out into his pads and actually has a cell phone and t- and and does an Instagram shot in the end zone or something. Watch, someone's going to do it. A selfie, yeah. A, a total a selfie, or yeah. or does a video and then goes back and goes, yeah, you know, yeah. Watch, you're going to see that's and coming. No offense to Jet fans, but you're a Jet. Why are you celebrating like that? <laughs> <laughs> Paulie, the power were they, of were they, were they two and zero until this week? They were two and zero, right? One and one. Oh, one. Okay, they're one and one. The Syracuse Orange are 27.5-point favorites over UConn tomorrow in the Carrier Dome. Okay, and I'm going to tell you why you lay the wood in the game. You lay the wood in the game because UConn can't score, number one. Number two, I really do believe, and I've said this before, I get challenged by it, but at this point in the season, if you look at ESPN's poll for Heisman Trophy candidates, Eric Dungy is uh, number 9 or 10 on the list. He ran for over 200 yards against Western Michigan. He destroyed Wagner, which he should have. He beats Florida State, uh, uh, but he goes out in the second quarter. He's back. He has to throw for four or five touchdowns in that game to stay in the conversation. Then, of course, he has to go down to Clemson, and it's going to be a whole different story. So I think Dungy, I think they win the game by 40, actually. Okay. I think if they're playing Gino Oriema's squad, they should be down by 27. Those, well, yeah, ladies would take to... it, that, those ladies would take it to the... Yeah, they would. No, I'm not saying that in Syracuse. I'm, <laughs> kidding. I'm, just trying to, I'm just trying to be clever and cute here. Yeah, go. my dad played for... Uh, the, I mean, they know that, right? Yeah. Played dad, for Syracuse, yeah. Dad played for Cuse. It's a big deal. I don't think they're going to fit. Do they play my Nittany Lions this year? No. No. Okay, well, good for them. <laughs> I would uh, not the take Lions the points. Lions almost lost to Appalachian State. They I know, but the, the, yeah, they always overtime. start us. So they always Joe triple Paterno overtime. always used to start them with Appalachian State and Rutgers when Rutgers was weak to get them rolling. When that offense gets rolling, they'll be fine. Are you, you be fine? Are you going to take Q's plus points? I'm going to take Q's minus minus points. points. Yeah, they're going to win by forty. 
I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Chiefs wins, but not with the points because okay, I, so, I feel so, like they're gonna go back up quarterbacks get get reps think, for the, think, and, get and, reps for everybody in the and second here's half. Why I don't think DeVito sees any time. And here's why that that doesn't matter. Okay, so Babers, I talked to him an, an hour ago. <clears throat> he says let's not get too excited about our backup quarterback. Right. So so with, with the ability to get him those types of reps going in, if they weren't going into Clemson and they were going to Wake or somewhere else. I would agree with you. They're going to maximize how much time he has in there. You might see the backup in the fourth quarter, but they'll be up by 40 by then. So we got a bet going. That's one of our, our lunches. Yeah. Right there. You 27. Owe me four of them. 27. And finally, <laughs> Q's minus 27. Take, lay the go. wood. Lay the wood. Conor McGregor has signed a six fight, five year deal with the UFC. Yeah, but what was the numbers on it? It was some ridiculous. It's it? in the hundreds of millions. Hundreds of, no, it's more. It's like 200 and something million dollars or some crazy number. Yeah. I'll He's go in there and fight him for for ten million. I, I went with uh, Adam Weitzman took took uh, Vance and I and a group of guys to go see the, the the Mayweather fight and the McGregor fight. And you know, he look, he's a great UFC champion. If they fought UFC rules, then you know, uh, would May, Mayweather would have been out in fifteen twenty seconds. But they didn't. It was Marcus of Queensbury, and Mayweather held him up for three rounds yeah. to try and get people their money's worth. And finally, when he put his his boxing skills on full display. Granted, Mayweather's not used to going in round five, six, and seven. I mean, uh, uh, McGregor's not used to it. But um, I, I, I think he's got great showmanship and he's great for the sport. But he, he I don't know, he kind of rubs me the wrong way, Conor McGregor. He does the me too. But I got I to gotta tell you something. That's not what I'm most excited about. What I'm most excited about is that, and how this is a, a degrees of separation from the Baldwin family, is that Floyd has announced he's going to fight Manny Pacquiao. Yeah. And so my brother Stephen is the head of Manny Pacquiao's prayer team and goes to the fights and prays in the locker room. I am absolutely lobbying for that position for Floyd. I'm going to be the head of Floyd's prayer team now. You're going to get go. in there. That's your plan. I'm getting, I'm getting yeah. in. I'm weaseling my way Let in Let me tell Floyd. you something. Um, I, you know, Pacquiao, I, I, I just want to talk. Can we, do we have a minute to talk yeah, about, yeah, Ted, yeah. about Teddy Atlas? Yeah. I love this guy. Yeah, I love Teddy. I love Teddy Atlas. When he goes at it with Stephen A. after these fights and stuff like that, the Triple C, the triple C fight the other day, and he just lays it all out there. He's like, you know, these people, they put it all out there. They put their lives on the line, and they get it taken away by some guy in a suit. And when that fight happened, when he fought, I don't remember the guy's name. Could you look it up for me? The guy that Pacquiao fought, who was the white guy from Australia, who was like the fifth grade teacher or whatever, and they, they gave a, a, a split decision or a unanimous decision against Pacquiao in that fight that he had like two, three years mm-hmm. ago, two years ago, year and a half. Yeah. And... Teddy Atlas uh, interviews the guy right after the fight, literally like less than 10 minutes after the fight. First words out of his mouth, he's like, hey, uh, I'm sorry to tell you this. You didn't win that fight. I mean, straight Timothy up. Timothy Bradley is the that guy. Is that his Yeah. The guy from the, who, who Pacquiao lost to? Yeah. God, that doesn't sound familiar. Anyway, I love Teddy. One of my favorite people in all of sports. I'm lobbying hard for the position. I'm going in to be the head of Floyd's prayer team. I, you said something a second ago I got to ask you. For a payday, would you get? Would you seriously? I would. would you would get in a ring with Tax one of those free. guys. No Ten, commissions to an agent. You Ten, guys would let one of them pummel your faces. Well, in? first, first of all, first of all, what, what, what can I do if first you knock me out in in, in right. thirty seconds? I mean, there's nothing I, and I can I'm do. not saying I'm going to beat the guy. No, that's but not saying I wait two sixty, dude. Dude, don't go going, there. And don't I'm going, go there. And I'm going there. I'm pounding. Don't go there. I'm pounding. But you would take you would take the punch to the face. You kidding me? I would. These guys are fighting on pay per view for a hundred million dollars. Yeah. You could be five million tax free. I'd let somebody knock me out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going down the first round. I know. Start the GoFundMe. Well, you, you're not fast enough to run that fast. I'm, I'm not going down the first round. I, I get to wrestle the guy too. 
It's oh, it's UFC. Yeah. UFC. Oh, you're going down. I thought you were talking about boxing. You're going to get a broken arm down. or something. You're going to have a dislocated elbow in seven seconds. No way. No way. <laughs> you're insane. I'm taking, I'm taking the over. Like a, I'm taking the over. We got. I can go. think John Smith right now, the head wrestling coach of Oklahoma State, who weighs about 135, and he would dismantle you in nine seconds. Yeah, he wouldn't pin me in nine. He seconds. was also the six-time world champion and two-time. Right. But this guy's not 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 one of the greatest wrestlers. Today. He's a UFC fighter. I'm going to pick him up and drop him on his head. Is he a champ? I'm going to drop him on his head. It's all fixed. So I'm, the fix is off now. Just I'm in say there. no. Just say I'm no. I'm going in to whatever delusion. Going, I'm, the head of the, I'm, I'm the head of the prayer team. <laughs> going to end this positively. It was a great show. Great today. show, yeah, guys. Great show. Everybody. And and listen, Good I work. know. I, I really want to acknowledge something. I know you've been working really, really hard, and you've been away from your family. You're welcome. For you to come in and, and, and do the show, I, re- I really appreciate it. Thank you for having Not that sincere... Not just for coming, for being amazing. <laughs> Thank you for having that sincere moment with me just now. Would I you really rather get punched in the head or do this again? I'd rather, pun- way, I'd rather punch him in the head. If anybody's going to get punched in the head and take it, it's me. You know how many times I get punched in the head by this guy? Hey, how many I had concussions? four concussions four at a freshman skull before I was eight, just from him. When we wrestled together in high school, I wrestled 98, and he wrestled 250. Oh, We're 18 months apart. It was great. It was great. Cause I wrestled, back- wait, wait, let me repeat. I wrestled 98, <laughs> and he wrestled 250. So so here's the great thing. None of them ever talked to me because Billy was like a wrestler forever, and he knows mm-hmm. much more about wrestling than me. But I kept watching Billy come home, and he kept winning all the time. I'm like, you know, I've never played a sport with one of my brothers, and we're, and we're two grades apart. So I go out for wrestling, not till I'm a junior in high school. Well, suddenly, with them never talking to me in practice, you're, you heavyweights are a joke, you're not real wrestlers, well... But Billy and all his all his buddies in the first six weight classes would pin and everybody. Then our next six weight classes we sucked, and all <laughs> of our guys, all of our guys would get pinned, and they'd all come running up to me, rubbing my back. Come on, Dan, oh, you can do it, buddy. You got to pin him, kid, or we lose. And suddenly I'd have to go out in the mat because they went in weight order, yeah. and I'd have to. They win don't do that anymore, isn't that I know, great? I know. They, don't, they don't put that pressure on the heavyweight anymore. They I just, like they the pressure. Drew, I like the pressure. Yeah. I live for it. Have Big a great time. weekend. Big time.